This is Talking Unleashed. I love, I love the title of this, Talking Unleashed. It's fantastic. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you, Monisha Coltenburn, thank you so much for joining us, is I, it was my first year of involvement with Racing Unleashed last year. Hugely privileged to be a part of it. And I thought it was very compelling. It cannot get any better. Well, clearly I'm wrong because you go away over the close season, you and your fantastic team, and you do yet more things and make it even even more interesting. Uh, is the desire always to be always to be uh, evolving? Absolutely. I think anyone as much who is in motorsport always knows you can always do a bit better. It's always was about performance, not just lap time. It's on the technical side. What more can you do? And in our world, what we want to achieve is to be as immersive as you can be. So, you know, we always find a little bit more and the next thing to do, a new feature coming up. So it's a very exciting world and we actually learn every day. And I've had the opportunity to speak to some of the drivers who really embrace this and um, uh, really want to be a part of it. And of course, when you're creating a product that is desirable for young talents, and I know you and I had a discussion off the air about how motorsport is very, very difficult for, for so many talented people. You are producing a real avenue for talents to be recognized and to, and to, to, to come out and perform. Absolutely. For us, it's very important as part of our vision that we really want to scout talents on a global basis. And we all know from the analog world of motorsport that it is so expensive already right from the beginning. I mean, even a Formula 4 season costs you a six-digit number. And how many people can afford that? And how many people make it from there if you look at how many Formula 1 drivers you have at the end of the day? So this is a way where, you know, you can have access to so many more young people out there. You start maybe really really online with certain activities, you then get them over into our simulators, which is a very important training tool because this is where these young people learn how to feel a little bit how it is in a formula car, you know, that we can simulate certain G-forces. Of course, it's uh, a kind of reverse engineering, but they get a bit the feel for it. They learn the tracks, which is extremely important at that stage. They even learn communication with the engineering team behind them. And I can tell you from my experience in Formula One that when the step used to be taken from drivers coming from Junior Series to Formula One, this was one of our biggest challenges to tell them how you communicate quickly, efficiently and give the right feedback. So all this you can already start training here at a fraction of the cost. So you have so many more people who you really can see what they can do. We have telemetry tools as well. So you can already start spotting, you know, where are the drivers who have the talent, who have the right way of driving. All these are indicators at the end of the day. So I think if we continue with the way we are, it's just a matter of time that we actually, and together with other AI tools we will be using, to really have a fantastic talent base. It's extraordinary listening to what you're saying there because when you explain it so well it's absolutely obvious actually that this is the way forward isn't it because what you're doing is you're opening up that opportunity for talents to be recognized 
Therefore, Monisha, can I ask, do you think that it's only a question of time before we, we find a top-level racing driver that will have come through this route rather than the hugely expensive route of karting and single-seaters, etc., in the analogue world, as you describe it? Absolutely, because even in the analogue world, virtual racing, sim racing, simulation is becoming so much more important. You know, there were test restrictions in place for so many years. There are restrictions on development activities. So track racing as such is, is restricted in many ways. So you have to go into that world. Simulators, the driver in the loop simulators, of course, are very important for a top team, a Formula One team. So this is the way the world is going. We're already tapping onto this at a much earlier stage. And we see how young drivers who are today at the top actually can handle sim racing much better than the older generation can. So it's just a matter of time till we merge them more and more. And actually, we are already doing a project like this in England, where it will be about Formula 4, where talents are being searched online. They'll then come into our simulators where they have a competition and the best two get a seat with the Formula 4 team. So that's exactly what you're saying. We're just going to wait now a few months to have the first time talents come up like this. In assembling what you have achieved with Racing Unleashed thus far, um, presumably you have you had the, the the aspiration in terms of how you wanted it to work. And what I what I find particularly appealing is that, and this sounds like I'm being patronised, and I'm really not. You're not you and the team are not resting on your own laurels. You're con continually evolving and changing things, and and actually, it's that quest to give the very very best opportunity, isn't it? I think. Uh it is, and the beauty of it is, you know, you have this ambition already in motorsport. Yes. You want to provide the best. And in our world here, we are not subject to any restrictions except for the technological ones are mainly the internet or mainly restrictions on the game. So we can really see and decide how do we want to sculpture our championship? How do we want to proceed? We know a lot of us who are in the team from the analog world where the downfalls are, where the risks are, and how do you overcome that? And one of the biggest things is the financial aspect because so many talents are simply not found or cannot continue because they can't afford it. Here it's different. And if you look at the whole system, if you evolve it further, the way e-sports, the way e-racing is growing, it's just again a matter of time till you achieve those dimensions, you know, for sponsors, for partners, for viewers, for fans. So that is why we started with this now. We know it'll take a while to grow, but it is the right way. And in doing this way, you have to, from day one, strive to offer the best. And I think you're doing that. Um a searching question, if I may. Obviously, you have a, a, a nice geographic spread of racing lounges currently. Is the plan to, to build on that and to offer many more uh, lounges in perhaps countries that are not represented at the moment? Absolutely. And uh, we want to be a global sport. To be a global sport, we want to have lounges all over the world. Now, of course, given the restrictions we had the last year on traveling, you couldn't really go out and market your product. But uh, we're doing that now again. So I do expect some more lounges, hopefully also outside Europe, coming up this year. Because there is... There are opportunities, aren't there, that uh, it's not just restricted to, to Europe. I mean, 
you and I have only got to talk about Brazil and some of the wonderful talents that have come out of Brazil. So, uh, and, and I wondered if that was very much part of your plan was to expand the whole racing lounge brand across many more countries. But of course, um, softly, softly. Plus, um, you know, there will be people that, that that look at this as an experience because there is another side of the business. I was amazed that you know actually you can come here as as a customer and even someone of my less than felt size could be machined into one of your simulators and have a very enjoyable 20 minute session or something not that i would be very good monisha <laughs> well it's about democratizing motorsport and everybody needs to get that chance so um we're, like you mentioned before our growing is is going to be step by step um and it's always a question of what you do you have to do the best and it has to work the best way so that's why we take you know like circles you have sharks which go the other way around where it's get tighter and tighter and we are going the other way so we're actually getting bigger and bigger so definitely on our agenda is Asia where esports as such comes from it's America uh, because again we are so open with many things you know so we can even adapt in certain ways to a very different market the American market in racing is so different to the Asian market, to the European market. So we can get in elements from everywhere. Latin America is equally important. Uh, Central America, for that matter, with Mexico coming up with such drivers. So the whole world is open to us and we just take it with our circles getting bigger. My final question to you, and I'm so grateful that you've uh, taken time to be with us this evening. I know you're very busy and this is a prologue event where all of us are testing everything that we can do. I was absolutely amazed when I looked at the uh, prize fund for this year for our competitors. Was that always a was that always a plan to to increase that still further to really offer some huge fiscal advantage to those that are the best? Yes, it's absolutely part of our strategy as well. And where we are today is just to start with the 200,000 Swiss francs. Um, we want to increase this much more. And we know from the analog world that if your ecosystem works really well, you can reach tremendous dimensions. Look at other esports where you are. And we're exactly, hopefully, going to go the same way. And it's an important incentive because what we are about at the end of the day is a pure competition very transparent and about the heroes who are in there and if the heroes deliver the way they are you need to give them an award so that just explains our whole system it's not about as yet teams it's not about who practices more from a team who can afford more it's about the person and the best reward you can give that person is starting from the financial aspect and then of course giving him in his pride showing that to the world and making him a hero and that's what we love, of course, about about the whole industry, isn't it? It's that, it's that hero situation. Monisha Colmborn, continue doing what you're doing because you're doing a brilliant job. And uh, we, we really are... I was going to let you go, but I'm not going to because I think it's only fair for us to summarize everything that has changed, if you like, from 2021 to 2022. Um, so I hope I get it right. We have the addition of yet another league, which is going to enable younger and and perhaps more casual people to... Is that is that deliberately an entry level? Yes, because a lot of people have certain inhibitions to do this because they might think, you know, am I really good enough or will I make a fool of myself or whatever. That's why we call it the fun league. It's there for fun. And every lounge, maybe our own, maybe our franchisees, can decide how they want to work on this fan league, how they want to structure it. So 
So it's a very open league to get people together, to create a community, because that's what we're equally about. You know, we want people to come together. We don't want them having championships from sitting at home. So this is an essential part of building the community and the sport. That's why that league. So we have that, the new, the, the new league. We have developments to the uh, simulator, to the car, and also to the livery as well. Is that a plan every year to try and just fine-tune once again, Monisha? Absolutely, because uh, we're coming from the pinnacle of motorsport, well, a lot of us in the team, and you're used to that cycle. You every year have a development plan, you every year work on that, and in the middle of a year you start looking at the next year's plan. So that's our thinking, our mindset, and that's why it's the first time this year where we actually have the actual current car. Mm -hmm. So we have the 22 setup, right. which the drivers are going to be racing this year. This was never the case before. So this is a new thing again in the series and together of course with the whole uh, mindset we have with giving our format the phases different names and even calling the championship beyond the pinnacle because yep. that's where we see ourselves go you know <laughs> we know who or what the pinnacle of motorsport is we've been there we've done that <laughs> so the next step has to be if you bring in two words together you go beyond the pinnacle as always you've summarized so better than i would have done <laughs> Can I just ask, as, I, as, as um, we, we leave our conversation, thus far this evening with the new format with what I think is a lovely, dramatic idea of this knockout, happy with that? Yes, you know, there were a few hiccups here and there, but it's the first time. It's like a rehearsal we are doing today. But I think it makes it far more exciting because you feel then the pressure of the good drivers right at the back of the grid when they get into the qualifying, the knockout race, the qualifying session. And they really have to work their way up. And if the camera is always focusing on these last two cars, you know, you really feel that excitement. So I think we're going to go a long way with this format. So looking forward to it. Monisha Coltenborn, thank you so much for taking time to be with us. That was really kind of you. Thank you. What is all new in 2022? Yes, indeed. We have a new name, which is called Beyond the Pinnacle. And what we do here is we create a new kind of motorsport, a motorsport 4.0 by bringing the analog world together with the virtual world. So this goes for us into the future and beyond the pinnacle. We now have three phases. We start with the gear up, which is approximately 15 minutes. After that, it directly goes into the knockout phase. And that's a very interesting phase because we know that in the analog sport, a lot has been spoken about knockout races, reverse races, and we've now put those elements in here. So what happens is that the drivers then start behind the safety car and they have to actually in the lap that follows, so this first lap, get into the reverse order of their standing in the championship. So in one lap they get into that order and once the safety car then leaves the track and you cross the start finish line, you're then already in a race. And the moment each lap is completed, the last two of that lap are eliminated. So like this you bring in a lot of excitement, particularly at the back end. We this year have added a new league to our existing Racer League and Challenger League and we call it the Fun League. And this is really 
a league, the name says it, people should come have fun. Um, they are competitive, so I think that's going to be very similar what people want to achieve. But it's nothing at such a regular basis, it is not centralized. So each lounge, maybe ours or of our franchisees, can actually determine how they want to have this fun challenge looking like and cater to their people. It's much more dynamic and uh, compared to last year's car, it looks uh, fresh, it looks a bit more aggressive, it looks uh, so that you can really see a difference because it's also like in, uh, like in real motorsport when you, when you do your car livery day, your car reveal day, it's also in the virtual world, it's also the same for us, that it's a big day and uh, for this year. We did uh, something completely new. We have asked uh, one of the famous uh, designers in the UK, his name is uh, Mark Anta, to come up with uh, two or three proposals, how the car could look like. And then we didn't decide it, we put it in, uh, we let our community decide. And the uh, majority was pretty clear. And um, the car looks, looks great. It looks different, it looks aggressive, it looks sportive and it reflects also the values of uh, Racing Unleashed. Uh, of course, the Chief Marketing Officer is uh, Christine Upoff from uh, Racing Unleashed, along with a couple of guests as well. We have uh, Thomas Herzog and uh, also Tabio Veto. And I hope I pronounced that right before you slap me. But before we talk to our guests, we're going to find out a little bit more about the subject, the topic that we will be talking about uh, with Ralph Muller, and that is uh, fit and fast. Hi, my name is Ralph Muller. I'm the Chief Fitness Officer of Racing Unleashed. For eSports, sim racing, physical and mental fitness is important. 30 to 60 minutes of exercises per day are important for your success. Use your bike instead of your car or just take a walk. There are no excuses. Running, cycling, swimming or gym. Just keep it going. So get fit and fast with a Gladiator. Racing Unleashed. See you soon. As I said, the uh, Chief Marketing Officer of Racing Unleashed is Christine Upoff. This is just another example of you and Racing Unleashed doing things very, very properly, isn't it? Absolutely, because um, Ralph Muller, he's our brand ambassador and he's our influencer. And uh, not only this, he's our CFO, our Chief Fitness Officer. And... Um, Esports is sport. You need to be trained, you need to exercise to be fit and fast in the simulators if you want to do it properly. And this is the reason why we set up this program together with Ralph Müller. At the beginning of the year we, uh, we set up a competition and uh, asked our audience to apply if they want to be part of the fit and fast program. The program is pretty simple. Ralph Muller will support you, either you know, back from his home in Santa Monica, or via YouTube channel, or live on, uh, if you do an Insta with him. And uh, we were asking um, candidates if they want to participate. The journey is quite simple, because we want them to participate in the Challenger League. At Racing Unleashed, because we want to make motorsport accessible for everyone. and. Um, this year we have uh, three leagues. The first one is called it's the um, 
fun league, it's not going to be streamed, it's just the entry and you can go to one of the lounges when they arrange this and you can, you can go for a run. The second level is the so-called the Challenger League and this is where our you know, participants will, will join and they be part of the journey. It's not only that this is a kind of a one-off, it's a, it's a program set out for the full year, for the full season. We have 10 races, including today the prologue and then, the, uh, and then another race, um, which is the Battle of Glory. And um, we will train them, we will support them, and we don't leave them alone in our, on the journey. So it's quite simple, because we have four participants. They are, Thomas is one of the four. Tabea is another one, and then we have Zero. Zero is 15. He's also racing today in our lounge in Zurich. And we have uh, Tanya also from, uh, from Switzerland participating. Because we want to attract, especially with this program, a target group which has not, not yet been in touch with uh, sim racing before. We want to attract women. We want to attract yeah, people like you and me who are not who have not been in this uh, fantastic simulators and did not get this experience so and this is yeah you know you, you're looking at me i can speak for hours about this because it's one of my my heartfelt projects i really love it and um, together with this with our yeah <laughs> with our partners we will make it work but, but what you're saying is just, you know, I could listen and listen and listen, because actually what you're saying is is absolutely, I'm sure, is the case. I mean, Tabia, if you wouldn't mind passing the microphone from, uh, or Christine, passing the microphone over to you. Hello. Clearly, you've been attracted into it, haven't you? Yes, I'm very attracted to it. And also, I know I have to be strong to um, compete with the men. So I'm very happy to be part of this challenge um, and to be with Walt Miller, to be ready for the new uh, season. And, I mean, Ralph is an iconic individual, isn't he? Let's be honest, and he's certainly not somebody that I would argue with. <laughs> um, um, but presumably uh, you find him, uh, you know, inspirational, and also he has the right attitude. He, he, he knows how to drive exactly what needs to be done. Yes, yes. His attitude is very impressive. I was very, you know, nervous to get to know him. And, um, yeah, he's kind of a person. I mean... He's a very special one. And uh, let's have a look uh, and have a conversation now, if we can, with uh, Thomas. Now, Thomas, if I dare say, uh, just a bead of sweat across the uh, forehead here, because, of course, um, any, any form of competition is going to take it out of you, which is why it's critical, isn't it, that to be fast, first you have to be fit. That's right. Uh, as a former race, race car driver, I know what, what it means to be fit. So um, he shows me a, a few uh, of exercises um, uh, that uh, I, when I make it at home uh, for, for going fit. And uh, I, I'm running everywhere and uh, I, uh, I drive with my bike uh, and uh, with the, with the fit, fitness exercises, I'm going to be fast in the, in the cockpit. That's, that's for sure. And it's not only about physical, it's about m mental fitness as well, isn't it? The, ba the base of, of your uh, mental fitness is uh, to be uh, in, in form with your physical. That, that's, that's for sure. 
with every in every sport you, you need to be fit with the physical conditions and then you uh, the the total of that is uh, to be fit in in the in the mental in the mental base so that's it Sorry to keep juggling this microphone around, but I just want to come back to Tabia for, for just a moment, then, because you, you touched on earlier on the fact that you knew that if you're going to compete with men on equal terms, you've got to be the very best that you can be. What I'm really pleased about, and I'm not sure whether it's fit and fast or whether there was other motivations, but actually you're absolutely and utterly determined to do that, and that's so, so encouraging. Yes, yes. Um I already grew up with motorsports yes. and I love it um, forever and so I always um, had to compete with men so I know what it means and um, this is just something new I really want to get into it. And if you wouldn't mind passing that back to uh, Christine for me now, is this not just uh, an example of how serious Racing Unleashed takes the whole package in terms of opportunity offering, in terms of making sure the uh, 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 p people are prepared in the right way by, by uh, making sure that the specialists are involved, etc., etc. It's just, it's just very rounded, isn't it, Christine? Absolutely, we take it. We simply take it serious, and uh, we do not want our our participants to leave them alone on this journey. We are coaching them. We are with them because we want to make sure that they have a good experience, that they like it, yep. and um, not only from a physical point of view, um, also from a mental point of view, because. Uh, when you race in these uh, simulators, you will have a bit of a pressure. You know, you need to know how to handle with pressure. And uh, when you have a group, because this is also the reason why we decided that we want to go with four participants, because originally we have we would have selected two, okay. but we received so many good applications, and for us it was quite challenging just to vote and say no, we just only take two, because for them it's also important, because um, they met each other the first time, it was on Tuesday last week when we had the filming day with Ralph, and uh, they already got into it, and um, to see how they how they get together, and uh, how they mingle, how they, you know, and you can also see it here, because they're here, apart from uh, from Zero, who's racing in our, in our uh, other lounge in, uh, in the circle. And, you know, they... Because they can also interact. They can say, hey, how is it going with you? How do you... You are not... You're, you know, we don't leave them alone as uh, Racing Unleashed, but, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a small team. And this is this is how we take it. And this is just a start, because for us, this is... It's not only a PR sh story what we do. So for us, this is, as I said, it's pretty serious. And uh, we will guide them for the full season. And uh, we will see how we continue in, uh, in uh, 23. But this is definitely a long-term project. And uh, it would be fantastic to see you yeah, then uh, this year in the Challenger League and maybe next year in the Racer League. So this this is, you know, because we also want to give a perspective to our participants and not only, okay, this is nice that you um, join us now for, for, for this season because Racing Unleashed is, is a long-term project and we want to grow, we want to, you know, we want to improve, we want to, you know, um, no, we never keep, um, you know, where we want to be. So we always want to, uh, um, it's, it's a part of our DNA.
how to say. So that you definitely, you know, we think, oh, what went good and how can we do it um, in a different way? So we're always challenging our day, uh, ourselves on a day-to-day -day business. Well, well done. Um, Tabir Thomas, thank you for joining us. Um, Christine, as always, lovely to talk to you and thanks so much for, for what you're doing and uh, the, the way you express the desires and uh, the community that we are building and uh, all being part of and really looking after and uh, quite clearly uh, fit and fast is going to be uh, the way to go. I think that that brings a close to our very first uh, program which was called uh, Talking Unleashed and uh, of course when it comes to the next racing event, there will be another edition, we hope, of Talking Unleashed. So thank you very much for being part of this.